0: It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 26, Zero In on the Problem. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. I cannot believe it is Episode 26 here in Season 2. It is unbelievable to me that I have been doing this. We have been doing this. Uh, for 52 episodes now, and it's amazing. And, and again, I, I know I say this every couple of weeks, and I, I try to be as honest and forthright as I possibly can about how much you know you guys have impacted me, and how much the interactions with you uh, are so meaningful, and 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 the downloads are incredible, and you guys are always um, so so giving, and 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 so just, just wonderful to network with and trade ideas. Uh, and, and, and so again, just, just endless, endless thank yous. And as we wrap this, um, this season up, it, it, it's, it's different, I guess it's real different because, uh, and I'll share a little bit about this towards the end of the episode, but there's some transition going on in my life. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, when, when, when things are changing, and and maybe things that you thought would be this way or that way, uh, you know, certainly, you know, the the rug kind of gets pulled a little bit, and and all of a sudden you're going a different direction. I, and 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 again, I don't mean to be mysterious or vague about what I'm talking about. Uh, I'll, I'll certainly share a little bit at the end of this episode. But speaking of the episode, let's let's get on in this and uh, talk about zeroing in. On the problem, and this is a really, really uh, important episode. I think it's a great way to end the the season in uh, the um, sort of this this thread. You know, we've spent a lot of time in season two talking about really the teacher side of things, whereas I felt like in the first season that you know we we spent more time significantly talking about the process itself and talking about content and mastery and all those things in season one here in season two was more of a teacher specific focus. And that was, you know, somewhat intentional on my part. Others, it just was kind of where I was. Uh, and, 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 you know i think both have their place i think effective teachers have to be able to have a strong handle not only on their process but on themselves and their craft and and so that's that's really why you saw that emphasis and 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 we'll continue to see it uh, as we continue on into season 3 but just like as i said this this thread's kind of uh, the focus on that specifically is is changing uh, here at the end of season two. Uh, you'll see some of that, but you will see uh, a different kind of thread as we move into uh, season three so I'm excited about that. Uh, but this episode again, when, when we're talking about zeroing in on problems, first of all, when when I talk about problems, it's it's you know, it sort of opens Pandora's box, right? because in education, we're always seemingly talking about the problems about what we have and don't have, and where are teachers and where are students and where are parents and what are the what are the obstacles what are the challenges and we seem to live in that world and 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 you think about the title of this episode, zeroing in on the problem, well, I'm not really reinforcing the idea that we you know, constantly talk about the problems themselves. Instead, what I'm actually encouraging you to do, uh, and and hopefully the entire education system, is to, to focus on solutions by clearly identifying the problem. And what I mean by that is, if, if that wasn't clear, is we spend so much time putting Band-Aids on things, right? And... Treating symptoms that are not the actual underlying root cause of whatever we're talking about, and and of course that's that's a systemic thing and something that the whole education system needs to work on. And what I'm telling you as an effective teacher is to do your part and in your classroom and in the you know the the the, the assignments that you have and the issues that. Creep up in your classroom, and the um, and if you're a coach, uh, you know, with your players, zero in on the problems that you can impact, and actually get to that underlying cause, that root cause, and really focus on solving those. Because honestly, I think there's a deficit of that in 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 in, in the modern classroom. I think we're so busy. Doing teacher things and and putting Band-Aid on things that we we just simply don't really focus on or or ask ourselves enough times what is the actual problem and how can i be a resource to solve it or what is my role in solving this problem and i think we did if we did more of that we'd have fewer symptoms to treat and we'd need fewer band-aids and i think we'd actually get somewhere and i have seen this in my own classroom where i, I literally you know ask myself what what's the problem here how can i solve it and i know that sounds really corny if if you think it's it's like sitting in front of the 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 mirror and saying you know so, what you know ask yourself all right what is the problem here and being really uh introspective and that seems really strange to do that but that's what i do um i don't sit in front of the mirror or anything but i'm just telling you i you have to be intentional about asking yourself what's the problem and then if you identify the problem then you can have certainly a better chance at actually solving the problem, but so many times we're reactive and simply trying to plug all these holes without actually solve the actual problem. And that's, that's, that's a huge issue. I see a lot of teachers just spinning their wheels, spinning their wheels instead of just solving, you know, all the time I walk into classrooms and I've, I've said before, it just, You know, just as an example, classroom management. I see teachers all the time screaming at kids, and uh, it's just so destructive to the relationship. Whereas, if you'd focus on relationships instead of treating discipline when it occurs, then you're more apt to have fewer discipline problems. And and that's just that just makes sense, right? So so again, it's it's all about asking yourself. What is the problem? Not because you want to be problem-focused. You don't want to be problem-focused. You just want to make sure you understand what the problem is so you can be solution-oriented, solution-focused. And I just don't think teachers are intentional enough about that. Heck, I don't think most of the world is intentional enough, particularly nowadays, uh, about that. And I think that we can at least control what we control can control. And I say that all the time. Uh, and, And that's in my classroom. I'm going to zero in on problems so that I can help solve them or direct them to resources uh, that can help them solve whatever the issues are, whether that be content-related or otherwise. And I just think there's a deficit in that. I, I just honestly do. And, you know, you, you you can't fix, you can't solve problems if you don't know what they are. Again, eliminate the Band-Aids. Eliminate these broad steps that we take uh, for efficiency that don't actually solve the problems that we're actually facing. It's really interesting and this may be a segue of some kind um, but I don't I, I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. It spoke to me for a long time I, I have felt like a lot of the academic experience has become more focused on the experience. Than the actual content and this is carried not only through high school but i believe through higher education i i think uh the i think universities are run more like businesses now and I actually uh, was watching a bill maher segment on this not too long ago where he had a couple of guests on and he was talking about how many Uh, college administrators there are. It's like, why do we need all these administrators? It's like universities have become these massive corporations with thousands of managers and administrators that really don't directly have anything to do with education. And my only point in saying that is we've kind of seen where our focus has become more so on the experience than the academics that we're supposed to be focusing on and that's just one place that really does a great job of of illustrating this point in that we were trying to solve all these problems let's bring in all these people in let's let's try to do all of these different things and, and these programs as opposed to solving what is that if uh, uh, of issue and then some of these issues yes they're huge problems you know they start at home or they're systemic problems and we can't control those things but in our classroom, we can take steps to alleviate those problems in our classroom. And I would encourage you to do so. I really do. Again, stay solution oriented. It, it just, it, it'll do so much, not only for your classroom management, but in your assessments. Um, you know, if a kid is struggling and you, you, we always, as teachers, we want to help. We want to rescue, right? Well, ask yourself why is this kid struggling and and it can't be broad strokes like all right he's he's busy with sports or he's not focused in class or he can't do really high level math whatever the case may be right we can't use those broad strokes to diagnose those are too those are too general let's ask ourselves is this you know is this a problem that he's not capable of doing the work or is not putting the time in could he do it with managed teaching I'm just a believer that if you focus on the problems, you get better solutions or at least the solutions that you want. And again, when I'm talking about being intentional, and this is going to sound super corny. I know I already said something corny when I said, you know, you got to sit and really think about it. And gave you that corny image of, you know, you sitting in front of the the mirror like Stuart Smiley, you know, know, asking yourself, well, everybody likes me. What's wrong? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, But I, I think you have to do some good old fashioned problem solving. If you can't tell what my message is today, I, 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 I've tried to be clear about it. But I think that I've said deficit a couple of times already. There is just a deficit of good old-fashioned problem solving. And you certainly cannot solve problems if you don't identify what those problems actually are. And and so once you've zeroed in on what the problem is, you got to do some good old-fashioned, uh, as I said, problem solving. And that's going to require you to develop alternatives and then to test those alternatives, decide which ones you think work well and which ones don't, and go at it. And I know I'm very I'm being very abstract here, and 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 I don't mean to be, but the whole episode is about how we're not intentional about making decisions based one with all the information, so zeroing in on the problem, and then two, processing real solutions to those problems with alternatives. I think you have to have a lot of self-reflection and a lot of self-motivation to want to do those things. But those things will generate better outcomes for your kids and it will absolutely, absolutely be a victory for you in time in the long run because, yeah, it takes more to you know, put that in and, 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 and put that effort in and think about those problems and then subsequent solutions. And that seems like that takes a whole bunch of time and, and it does on the front end, but I think you, it's a net benefit. I, I just cannot imagine a world or understand why any teacher would want to justify taking broad strokes and trying to solve problems that you don't really understand. And I see it all the time. I can't stand when teachers punish entire classes. I don't like when we aren't intentional about what kind of assessments we're giving, which affects the feedback, which affects you know the data that you get from them. You know, we just again we, we we create all of these problems by trying to do a job without looking at what we're actually generating and the problems uh, that that arise from them. So I think we just have to be more intentional. And I know you're sick of me saying that, but I I think it's the big issue. I really do. And I think it's a great way to sort of sum up this last episode of the season. Because if you really want to make a difference in your kids, all these things that we've talked about over the last year or so, in all of these episodes... You know, each one's had a main theme. You know, we've got to focus on this. We've got to do that. Let's think about doing things this way. Well, this one comes down to something pretty simple. And that's understand the problem and then develop alternatives to solve that problem. If we just did more of that, use more of our ability to think and reason now, we're all experts with expertise in our profession. We've got to be trusted, not only by those around us, but by ourselves, to be able to solve problems. But you're not going to be able to solve problems if you're not actually solving the right problem. Quit plugging holes in a sinking submarine. Instead, focus on the problem be happy that you did so as I mentioned I'm you know <laughs> this is I'm in I in I'm in some transition myself right now and I wanted just to talk for a couple of minutes about it because I, I said a little while ago that this is kind of a great episode for me to kind of talk about that transition because you know in part of the problem I realized in, in, in part of zeroing in on my own problems that I was having, kind of in, you know, some of the things that were going on in my life, I realized that, um, you know, and I shared a little bit of this a couple of weeks ago, but my balance had been just thrown off a little bit. I I wasn't at my best and what I realized, and I don't mind sharing it with you is, you know, honestly, I, I may have said this to you as well, two weeks ago in that episode, but it's it's sort of one of those seesaws you know when 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 you got a lot going on at work your personal life kind of struggles and vice versa and I know we all are on that seesaw of sort of keeping the bow of the ship above water or the seesaw level whatever uh, analogy you want to use or um, you know figure of speech but I felt like my energy was being affected and of course it's the end of the year and you get tired and you just want to be able to be at your best and pour as much as you you, you can into your kids and this job that we love. But anyway, I, I realized that um, my balance was just not there. So I, I started taking steps to really do a better job of balancing. I you know simple things which had big effects for me. and those are things like going on walks. Uh, learning to say no at work, that was a big deal. I mean, I had to, you know, and it's tough for me because I, this is going to sound totally conceited. I don't mean it that way, but I'm I'm totally into the service side of things. You know, I want to be there if the kids want me there. I want to be there to support my kids. I want to help the school with this or that. Uh, but that, that was tough because you had to learn to say no, and that's tough for me. It's not tough for some people, but it, it's really tough for me. And so I just started taking steps to kind of establish that balance. And as I began to do that, uh, I, I really got hungry uh, for more of that balance. And what I meant is I, I, over the last really, I said a couple of months, but it's really been the last year or so. And I've I just found myself wanting and, and hungry for that balance more and more and more because once you have time and make time for yourself and you use that for reading or being with your family or whatever it is that you want to do and you balance the work with the play and, and, and spending time with yourself when you're giving to others, you balance that with you know, giving to yourself. And and, and as you do that, you find that you get in a, in a better place. And like I said, I, I really needed to do that because I was so... Uh, just, just, just not balanced. I know I keep saying that, but it, but it's true. It's where I was. And ultimately I just felt totally off really. And, and, and of course I only share that to say that I needed to zero in on that problem because how else could I, could I solve it? You know, and things were going great. You know, work was fantastic. My kids were learning, uh, the, Things at home were great. And you're like, well, Matt, what, what's the problem? Well, the problem was, even with all those things, it's a seesaw, and you feel like you're sort of the the guy holding all the dishes and hoping you don't drop them all. That that begins to really, really, and you know what it what it's like in your life when you're wound up and you got all this stress. And so, again, I had to zero in on the problem, and I realized what the problem was, and I sought, sought out to actively change it. And, I, and I've been pretty successful with that. And so when we talk about being solution-oriented, you really have to do that. And, of course, you can't do that without solving the right problem. And and that's a real benefit because the problem can get solved. And so it is a time of transition for me. And, uh, and I say transition. I use that word because I am actually changing roles uh, away from... Um, You know what I was doing. I'm adding to my role, I guess, the best way to say it, in a in a healthy way. I'm going to be spending a lot of time uh, working with other teachers, and of course, I've been doing that a while through creative outlets like this podcast, like my books, and things of that nature. Because I love to share. Again, those things are, uh, for the most part, I mean, I don't I don't do the podcast to make money. There's no marketing or commercials or anything like that it's just me i do that it's purely a networking creative outlet for me and uh the books you know short of overcoming the expenses that's not turning me into a you know a an an empire of uh of education networking or anything like that it's just purely share and create and those learning communities buzzword, sorry, but it's true. Those learning communities and those professional communities have been so rewarding. It's been the best part of what I've done. So I have transitioned into doing more of those things. I'm going to be working with schools. I'm going to be working with uh, teachers at other schools. Uh, It's just going to be a great opportunity. And, and, and I'm just really excited about that. And again, if you are struggling with things in the classroom or you're struggling with things in your life professionally or otherwise, try to zero in on those problems. Try. Because once you really ask yourself, there's a scene in Sea Biscuit. I don't know why I'm quoting all these random things today, but I, they're just so spot on. I, I that's why. But I, I, that movie, Sea Biscuit. I don't know if you've seen it, but I would definitely encourage you to watch it if you haven't seen it because it's it's amazing. Um, I don't know. It's just inspirational, and I I, I don't I don't know, and I, I, maybe with the Kentucky Derby and all the Triple Crown. I don't know if your horse. Racing folks, or what, but with all that in the news, um, both for good reasons and bad reasons this year. Um, but anyway, so Seabiscuit, there's the scene where he's talking about in this, you know, he grows up, uh, the jockey that's at the center of the story is, has really, um, he, he struggled in life and. He's used to having, one, he's used to losing, but two, he's used to having to make excuses to get by. and He lost a race, and he was acting all upset and raging and all of this, and the owner just asked him, uh, you know, son, why are you so mad? And I actually love that line. This movie came out forever ago, but I actually, to this day, and it's some of the best advice, and I got it from that movie, uh, I ask my kids all the time the kids I coach, the kids I teach in the classroom, uh, adults that I interact with in all kinds of settings when they're upset. Any of those, I ask them all this question. Why are you so upset? Why are you so upset? Sometimes they can't answer that, which tells them a lot. And when they can answer it, then we can focus on solving the problem. Again, it goes back to zeroing in on what the actual problem is. You know, if you're not happy at work, find out why. See if you can solve it. Don't just throw your hands up and launch a bunch of grenades and, and, and you know blow up the whole process. Find out why you're unhappy and seek out alternatives to try and solve it. I'm telling you, it's all about empowerment this season. You know that. I'm encouraging you to do just that. And so speaking of seasons, again, this is the close of this season. Uh, season three will be coming soon. I am gonna take a little bit of a break. if you'll remember I did the same thing uh, after season one. I'm gonna take a little bit of a break. as again, I, I'm I'm transitioning. It's uh, one of those times that i'm I'm getting into my new role and in the summer. I'm excited about really getting going with that. And so um, there, there will be a little bit of a break. That's as much a creative break, though, as much as anything. But I don't want you to ever think that I take a break from this community. Our community is so large. Our episode uh, downloads, all of you, you know, those downloads shows our community. Um, please keep emailing me, even though I'm not going to be actively producing for a short period of time, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to, you know, be checking my emails and responding and doing all those things. And again, you guys are my source of inspiration. You really are, and I learn more from you than you ever could from listening to my mouth each and every week. But I, I do get so many ideas from you, and and I do. I want to continue to do that even uh, not only during this break, but through through the next season and beyond. So, again, I, you guys are the reason that I do this, um, and, and and you make me better. And, and, again, I think that's the best way to kind of sum up season two, uh, just like I summed up season one, and it, it's true, and that's thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for making a difference in my life. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of so many folks, and as always, um, thank you for being a teacher. I mean, it's 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 incredible what you do, and the difference that you make. You just you just can't even know, you can't even know, and and it, just just know that the lives that you impact, it, it's just an incredible opportunity. It really is. All right, well, that is it for this episode and this season. Make sure you uh, continue to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. And again, until I see you in season three, we'll see you down the road. Take care, everybody.